My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with me, your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I'm going to get into some things in Chicago, what is happening in Chicago, and the fact that there are a lot of patriots, a lot of people that believe in the Constitution and do not appreciate the direction in which Chicago is going, as is so many blue Democratic states around the country right now and cities around the country right now. Uh, and my challenge in you listening to my guest today is you may be busy, you may you may feel like, where's there enough time to do what I need to do? Uh, this gentleman has three organizations outside of a new one that he just launched that I had the privilege and the honor of going to speak at last week in Chicago. It was my first time speaking in Chicago. I didn't know there was that many conservatives there in Chicago that would even want a brother like me to show up and speak. But there are. There are so many more than I would have ever guessed. And uh, we're going to get into that today. Really quick, though, brand new T-shirt just launched, Hold the Line. Like never before, we as Americans need to hold the line. We need to not say okay and comply with these mandates that are against our freedoms. We literally hear Joe Biden talking about freedoms, your freedom to kill somebody. No, it's not your freedom to kill somebody. Show me the data and show me the proof that if you have COVID, you're immediately going to kill somebody. That's the kind of banter that they're painting a picture of to force individuals to not hold the line. So pick up your hold the line. We got a blue stripe, red stripe. Uh, at davidharrisjr.com. But this gentleman right here that I'm about to bring up, Nick Richmond, he is somebody that is holding the line for Chicago. My guest, Nick, my brother, how are you doing today? Fantastic, David. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm still riling and just reeling and feeling good off of coming out of the event in Chicago last week. I mean, there was so many patriots there, so many people there that love the country, so many people there that love God, and I think that is also birthing uh, in a lot of patriots' hearts and minds that have kind of had their Bible on the shelf, felt like religion's over here, politics are over here, but so much of what's happening right now is coming down to our conservative values and our decisions to be able to control what happens with our kids uh, and our own bodies. And you know what? The whole reason we've got the freedoms that we have is because the Constitution was grafted after the uh, the Judeo-Christian values of freedom. Mm -hmm. So you are somebody that is holding up for that. You're a very successful businessman, three different organizations. You've launched a fourth in, uh, Freedom Initiative now in Chicago. Tell us all, tell us first about your business, what your businesses. You're busy. You got you, how many employees, over 100 employees you got? We have a lot going on. Uh, I'm from, I was born and raised in Flint, Michigan. So I'm not from the Chicagoland area originally. But came from the school of hard knocks, you know, grew up in a blue collar town, a town that caught, taught you, you know, fundamental values, hard work, grit. And when I came to Chicago, it was it was an eye opener. It was almost a culture shock, really, quite candidly. But I took a lot of that, which I brought with me, that fire. And I founded my first company, Matrix Home Solutions, in 2009 at the height of the recession. We have now since built one of the nation's largest and fastest growing home remodeling companies. Um, incidentally, the home services space, home remodeling industry is, is predominantly conservative. So that, that is a nice, uh, a nice caveat to, to what it is. That maybe, it's, 
maybe that because uh, a lot of the liberals that are out there aren't working. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, or they're they're part of the laptop generation, as we call them. Um, yeah. But beyond that, I have a consulting organization, Grasso University, which is probably the most predominant consulting organization for the home services space. So I've taken all of that, which I've learned over the course of about 18 years now in this industry, and we've crafted an online educational program. We put on seminars and training events for those people in our industry throughout the whole nation. So now we're training. So you're busy. I'm busy. I keep going. I'm 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I give pretty much everything I have to my three beautiful children and my wife, Nikki. But uh, beautiful yeah. family you have too. So get to I got to see your your bride. Uh, so tell us why did you start uh, the Freedom Initiative Now project, where you're really cultivating and giving a place for patriots, for conservatives in Chicago of all places, to come together to get uh, fueled up, fired up, and then activated to go out and make a difference in their in their city. Sure. Well, for me, it started really when I began to realize I had a lot to lose, you know, throughout my twenties, I had my blinders on like many people during that phase of their life. I was focused on building my business, building my family, buying my first home. And then when I looked around and said, wow, I have a lot to lose. I better start paying attention to the political climate. That's when I became more interested. And I started sponsoring programs like AM 560, the freedom summit started getting to know a lot of brilliant people and learning from them, uh, I went out of my way to get to know people who had fled communism so I could understand and learn from them and their experiences as I began to see our society take a new shape and form. Uh, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's passionate about the American dream, I was always a little bit concerned about how the youth especially has been poisoned to believe that this country still is not the greatest nation on earth, which it very much is. Um, but really the straw that broke the camel's back, David, was we lived through 19 months or so now of mandates under our governor's tyrannical rule. We were masked, you know, pretty much throughout the course of the entire span of this pandemic. And then during the summertime, though, he began to lift restrictions. We were at about a 2.8 positivity rate in the state of Illinois. He lifted all restrictions. Then they tried to push through a House bill, House Bill 2789, which would have given the governor the authority to mandate over both private and public schools relative to his emergency powers. Essentially, he was looking to mask all the children in schools across the state, both public and private. When that bill failed, he then told districts to make their own decisions. Our district, District 25, which is very much a divided community, divided you know, by way of uh, you know, progressive and conservative mindsets, our district voted 6-0 mask optional. We had parents that were fighting, going to the school board, pleading their case. And as a community, we made a decision as a community to allow for mask optionality in schools. However, the governor in August, out of nowhere, jumped on the airwaves and he pulled back from all these districts and he said, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to mandate the mask statewide. And if you fail to follow my orders, we're going to have the Illinois State Board of Education remove your recognition status, which really he does not have the authority to uh, declare that he has that that power. That was really a hollow threat. But so many districts laid down and all of a sudden this victory we felt we realized as a result of doing things the right way was ripped away from us. Wow. And it was in that moment that I, be I began to uh, forge this freedom initiative movement, which really is a grassroots movement. We started with uh, 
an event we threw together in less than 48 hours. I think I was like most parents, just angry, wanted answers. So we held an event at a place called Dirty Nellie's in Palatine. It's just a little concert venue. We had about 150 parents show up. We had some attorneys and some people from the community come and speak. And I realized at that moment that people need now more than ever face-to-face interaction with like-minded yes. people. They need to see that they're not alone and that they, they, can, they can operate unafraid to speak out and speak up. And uh, you know, our PAC that we've formed is actually an independent PAC. So I do wanna make that clear. Everything we're advocating for really is something we should have never given up in the first place, which is our freedoms. Yeah, and what you've what you've uh, been able to accomplish is something that, again, the reason I I'm very I choose who I have on my show, and the the goal is not to highlight Chicago. We all understand and we see, you know, how horrific it is, how horrific Mayor Lori Lightfoot is. But this is to show that in the middle of that you can begin to bring change. And I know your freedom initiative, it's something that you're wanting to spread chapters all over the country. So as people are watching and listening to this, I hope, uh, and at the end, we'll, we'll put where everybody can contact you. I hope that this will create, a, 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 it'll be a catalyst that'll spread nationwide because exactly what you're saying is 100% needed. People need to know they're not alone. They need to know who's on their side, who's in their camp. And we also have to understand that in these very same cities, the left is very actively working to pull as many people together as possible to push the agendas that they want on us, on our kids that are 100% anti-American. So you said enough's enough. Uh, you're starting it. You had 100 people at your first one. It's grown from there. There was four or 500 people at the one I was at last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I know the speaker that you had before me was none other than Kaylee McEnany. Are you kidding me? What was, was uh, what's What's been the response from the people that are attending these events, you get to hear and talk to them after the events. What's been their response to these events? Well, I mean, just to take a step back, I noticed, and it's still happening, there are all these grassroots groups popping up all over the Chicagoland area, anywhere from 200 to 20,000 people in these groups. And these are mostly you know, parents, and especially mama bears, who are coming out and they're getting vocal. They're not all that organized. Some of them are just a logo on a business card and a, and a social media page. They don't have, they're not, they're not an actual entity. So my business mindset kicked in and I decided to build out an infrastructure. My business partner and I put tremendous resources into the Freedom Initiative. We put a large sum of our own money that we really don't care if we ever see a dime back. It's all in the name of freedom. This is a, not a self-serving program. I'm not running for office. So I think people see that and they recognize it and they're attracted to that, the authenticity of what it is that we're doing. To answer your question, uh, when I talk to those who are in our Freedom Initiative group, I refer to them as family because that's really the uh, the atmosphere that I'm trying to create is that this isn't a flock, this isn't a following, this is a family. So everyone who is a part of this movement should look at it as such. You know, we're here just like a family, David, to watch each other's back, right? And uh, through thick and thin. And everyone brings their, their strengths to the table. And it's, it's becoming a tremendous movement because I do believe it has an authenticity that you don't see commonly with movements like this. Now tell me about the, uh, the bill that they're just now that you were, we were talking about before we went, before we came uh, live here. Um, I know there's another bill in New York. I sent over to my friend, David Englehart, who's an attorney and a pastor in New York. It sounds like a similar bill that they're trying to push through there in Chicago, which has to do with removing our ability individual's ability to get a religious exemption. Talk about that bill for a minute. 
we have a super majority here in Illinois, as you probably know, and our governor is a very powerful man. He's a billionaire and he has his fingers in a lot of pies. And so there's been several lawmakers that have tried to push through a variety of different bills, which again, pretty much take away the autonomy from local level, level decision-making. Now what they're trying to do is amend the uh, Illinois Healthcare Right of Conscience Act, which is an act that basically in a nutshell says, my body, my choice. I'm sure we've all heard this before, right? And uh, because so many people in the Illinois, uh, in the state of Illinois, I should say, have been using that statute as a way to protect themselves against these forced vaccina- vaccinations, it's the, uh, it's the lawmaker's intention, i.e. J.B. Pritzker, to remove that from the equation so that no longer can people bring forth uh, religious or medical exemptions or basically deny vaccinations as a result of their own conscience. They're looking to amend that. And uh, yesterday in the Senate, they voted 9-6. So now this is going to go to the House floor and people are getting very nervous. We had about 44,000 witness slips submitted that were opposed to this to this bill. I think there were only like 300 and something in favor. So can you imagine if you have 44,000 constituents telling you we are strongly opposing this bill and only several hundred are in agreement with that bill? What kind of audacity does it take for you to be in the position of representing your constituents and yet you still vote 9-6 on that? So I think there's going to be some people that are going to be exposed as a result of this. Hopefully people who are watching this are making phone calls to their local legislator. We should be on their doorstep right now, David, because of what's happening. Well, and add to that that the FDA, their panel of doctors, just voted 17 to 0 to approve vaccination for kids 5 to 11. And then think about the rights of the parents to not be able to use their religious exemption or conscious to say, you know what, this just goes against what I believe. And what's gonna, what do you think is going to happen if they do mandate the jab? And, I mean, it's, that's, that's shaping up to look like what we've seen take place in Australia and New Zealand, where they're ripping children away to go force a jab on them. Well, we're going to see the will of the people, right? We're going to see we're going to get the, the, the strength of the will of the people is going to be tested. I can tell you that in the Freedom Initiative family, when I look out into the audience, I know personally about 75% of these people who are attending these events, either by knowing them through the event or through the program, I should say, or people I knew prior. We have a variety of, pe- variety of people in that audience, David. I mean, people who have already gladly taken the vaccination, maybe they're moderate left-leaning, but there's one thing that all these parents agree on predominantly is that they're unwilling to vaccinate their children. So the thing that really caused, created the momentum behind this movement was the masking of the children. And the masking obviously is detrimental to the children. It's detrimental to their development. There's really no science that, that can prove that wearing these face coverings is actually preventing the spread of the virus. But there is science that proves that wearing the mask is detrimental to the children and their development. So I think parents were already a little uh, unnerved over the, the masking. I kind of saw through it all from the beginning. And I feel, and I still feel, I felt at the time when I started this, and I feel now that the masking is really just the prerequisite to the vaccination of the children, meaning if you want to become mask optional in the state of Illinois in schools, you have to give your child the vaccination in order to do so. And so kind of in a, I don't know how to say this. In, in, in some ways, I'm waiting for that to happen just so we can see the explosion that needs to happen. 
the movement of parents who have been sitting quietly on the sidelines are going to jump in ferociously to oppose that. Yeah, you're going to see a whole lot of mama bears and papa bears that have been kind of waiting on the side and maybe haven't taken the decision, made the decision to get vocal, to get active. You're going to see them come off the sidelines. Uh, I want to play this video of uh, of the event from last week. And then I've got a video that I've never shared that you sent me this morning of an incident <laughs> that took place at your door that you captured on your ring. Uh, I'm going to do that in just a second. But before I do, uh, I'm going to tell you guys, if you enjoy the show that I bring you, I, I would appreciate it if you also uh, supported my sponsors. And I only use sponsors and have sponsors that I believe in. Uh, PrepareLikeDavid.com is for emergency food prep. I've got boxes of this uh, in my house, cases of this in my house. Uh, I've got more coming because with the supply chain disaster that's happening right now, we don't want to be stuck in a position where you just don't have food, some basic necessities. So go to Prepare Like David. They've got a, a, a I guess three hundred dollars, two ninety seven for four weeks. They've got a hundred dollars off uh, of uh, of their biggest uh, account of the uh, of the food. The food is good. It tastes good. But more importantly, it lasts for ten years. If we don't, hopefully we don't need it this year. But if you need it down the road, at least you're prepared. So go to preparelikedavid.com and get you some uh, emergency food just like I do, so that we can be prepared. All right, Nick, let's show this video. So this is from Chicago last week. What a great way to end. This was right after the end of my speech. What a great way for me to be able to end the speech with some Patriots in Chicago. Three, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Chicago says? Let's go, Brandon. Yes, Chicago says what? Let's go, Y'all know what we're really saying now. <laughs> that was so fun. That was just a packed room of Patriots. Love the country. And yes, got to say it. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, all day. Uh, so fun, man. It was so are all your events like that? I mean, people just having fun, getting filled up, fed, educated, action plans, and then have fun too. Yeah, I mean, we listen, we've been doing this for only nine weeks, if you can believe that, nine weeks. And we've had five events in nine weeks. Yeah, I'm still a young guy. I'm barely still a millennial. I'm 39 years old. I like to have fun. And, uh, you know, I believe that in these trying times, it's important that if you're going to bring people together, you find a way to have fun. Laughter is a cure-all in many ways for a lot of life's ills. So we, we try to have fun, certainly. And if people are having fun, they're going to come back again, right? So we definitely like to weave in some fun when we're getting together. And, uh, you know, make connections with people that are meaningful, right? So yes. that they, that they want to come back again and bring a friend, hopefully, to the next event. And uh, I can't help but uh, uh, just notice as well and, and recognize that after only nine weeks, nine weeks for you to have a packed room like that, it tells me and shows me where this is going in the coming months and years. And it really seems like it's something that's necessary for years to come, for people to come around, people that are that have been complacent, and, and uh, just kind of sitting in their apathy, uh, they realize that they can't do that any longer. So uh, it's great to see that many people come around. And then to just top it off with this, uh, uh, with the last clip, this is something, when did this happen? This is at your house. Uh, when did this happen, That's this clip that you sent me? So this was just two days ago, I was at work and uh, I noticed that someone pulled in my driveway and they're approaching the front door and it wasn't the Amazon guy. So I, uh, I recorded this on, on our ring camera and uh, All right. I'll this let you roll, great. man. This is great. This is great. Here we go. 
Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi, what's going on? Yeah, I I just want to know, I rode by your house the other day, you had the Let's Go Brandon sign, and now it's gone? I, I bought a t-shirt like that. I'm just wondering, did somebody take it? I hope not. I'd have to take. I'd have to look and see. It might maybe my my wife might have pulled it out and put it in the garage or something because it was so windy. I don't know. I got. I, I hope oh. she didn't. I mean, yeah. I'm glad you put it. I'm so happy you put that thing out. I bought a T-shirt like that. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's good. Well, I we have more of those signs. We were selling them. You were, we're selling, selling those them? signs, <laughs> huh? How much were they? I can have I can, I can have my office call you and tell you uh, if you want somebody to call you we we uh, we're political. He wants one of those signs. Oh my gosh! I'm just glad My brother lives. Doesn't show up for an appointment and you don't answer my call. I get scared. What's that? My brother lives down the street and he was laughing because I told him you had a sign out there because him and I brought the T-shirts. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, we bought T-shirts. Let's go, Brandon. But then I drive by here. <laughs> he was excited, man, to see that Let's Go, Brandon, in your uh, in your yard. Did you ever find out? Did somebody steal your sign? No, no. It was really windy. And believe it or not, my wife had some friends coming over to the house to pick up their kid. And I, she was nervous about how they were going to feel about the sign. So she tucked it away. It was funny because I was eating breakfast yesterday morning with my kids. And it dawned on me that I had all this recorded. I hadn't even looked back at it. And uh, so I watched it with my boys. You know, my, my boys are eight and six, and they, they kind of understand what's going on, and they get it. And we were laughing so hard we were crying. It was so funny to watch my kids just rolling when we were watching this video together. It, it was great. Well, it also it also shows you just how much into the country this Let's Go Brandage permeated uh, to see to have neighbors. I didn't know what I was about to see. You know, you see these ring videos. And somebody walks up or something crazy happens and he just wants to know, where's your sign? I bought the T-shirts. How do I get a sign? I'm seeing people stop in front of my house, literally. And there's you see them cracking up laughing in their car, which is, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, Arlington Heights, Illinois, the Chicagoland suburbs historically was was rather conservative. It's changed over the years, but it's very much divided. And so, you know, I, I noticed that through the little things I'm doing, those are indicators. That's kind of how I pay attention to, to the lay of the land is. Uh, we did a back to blue rally one time in downtown Arlington Heights. We're right on the busiest intersection. And I was essentially monitoring the number of people who honked and waved and the number of people who gave us the finger. And it was probably 80% honked and, honked and waved. So, I mean, that, that's one way to get a feel for where people are at. Yeah, so good, brother. So where can people connect with uh, Freedom Initiative now, especially if they want to start a chapter or, or in their area? Or if they're in the Chicago land area and they want to come to one of your events, where can they go? Go to freedominitiative.net, freedominitiative.net, and uh, submit your information or just give us a call. I can tell you, we've built a dream team here in Chicago. That's why this thing is moving like a freight train, because we've got this dream team in Chicago. You met those folks there at the event. I'm, I'm sure you saw the caliber of the individuals we're bringing to the table. We're not messing around. You know, If I'm going to do this and I'm going to step away from my everyday life and my everyday organizations that are buttering my bread and I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to do it right. And so we have a dream team here, a foundation by which, and it's a federal pack, by the way. So if people in other states want to be ambassadors in their state, 
they want to host events and begin, you know, to, to start this movement the way we have here. We can back you up. We can give you the support you need. And that's the idea is let's, let's garner strengths that strength in numbers. Let's win the hearts and minds of people and let's motivate them. And then eventually we'll give them some actionable strategies. So good, brother. So freedominitiative.net is where they go. Nick, you are a patriot. You're somebody that is uh, is putting your livelihood on the line. You're putting yourself out there to support and champion the things that I think really matters to the majority of Americans. Uh, so thank you for everything that you're doing. It was an honor to get to meet you and spend some time with you and to speak at your event. When's your next one? When's your next event? November 11th, we're doing a um, Veterans Day Freedom Expo in Orland Park, Illinois, November 11th. And we're teaming up with Illinois Patriots, which is another huge grassroots uh, movement down in the south suburbs. So I think this will be our biggest event yet. Um, we have Jonathan Gilliam, who's going to be there as our keynote, and a lot of local people who are going to be there to speak. It's going to be all about Veterans Day, honoring our veterans, and there's going to be a lot of freedom-loving individuals there at this event. So you don't want to miss that. So good, brother. November 11th, get there. Uh, friends, get to freedominitiative.net to connect with Nick. Nick, I'll be right back to you. God bless you, brother. I cannot wait to uh, see what God's going to do and what the patriots of your area are going to do and what patriots around this country are going to do through what you started. Thank My you for everything. With you. Pleasure getting to know yes. you. I appreciate your generosity. Everyone loved you at the event, and we hope to get with you again and have you back again. Absolutely, brother. Would love to. Friends, get to freedominitiative.net. Connect with Nick and his team. If you're in the Chicagoland area, get to his event on November 11th. Uh, you need to be activated. You need to support the, the causes and the movements that are taking place because one thing is for sure, the progressives and the left, they are coordinated and they are only growing and they'll grow, they'll grow greater, stronger and bigger and faster if we sit in our apathy. So don't do it, friends. Don't do it. Get connected. So get over to, uh, don't forget to get over to preparelikedavid.com. Get you some emer emergency food. Make sure you're not stuck if uh, the crap continues to hit the fan. God bless you. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.